Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and guy who comes at you with his pants down. Alex Dandino, yes. Aunt Dorothy would spot him, that's for sure. All right, before today's just festive as fuck episode, before artist's super important business, we have a congratulations to dole out. Dear friend of the show, uh, Blake Salisbury. You hey, guys have Blake. heard him on this show. Uh, you know we love Blake and the Sally's boys. Uh, Blake, this weekend, got married. Uh, it looked like a beautiful ceremony. I'm sure with enough uh, spankings and such, Blake will roll into shape as a fine husband. Uh, so, Wendy, if you need any tips on that, just hit me up. Uh, I am a spanking black belt. Uh, but no, seriously, though, it looked like a lovely ceremony. We wish Blake all the best in the world. Truly one of the great guys. Congratulations to our dear friend. Way to go, sir. All right. Business. Uh, guys, it's official. We're on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash Pod. The best way to support the show. The best way to make the show exactly what you want and deserve. Uh, you can vote on the movies you want in our Patreon-exclusive library. You can get feature-length commentaries, miniseries. You can even have us talk about movies you specifically curate yourself. Yep, yep. Uh, so, actually, this whole month, every movie you've heard this month, selected by a all patron. All stuffed so, by a, patrons. Yeah. All these stockings getting stuffed uh, by our patrons. And uh, so, we thank you guys, uh, for those of you who do support us. The, the support really helps us keep going on the show. It means a lot to us. So thank you, guys. It's been a wonderful year. Preach. For those of you who are about to help us as well, thank you. Uh, the the, uh, the, 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 the YouTube, Film Alchemist. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. The Patreon again, uh, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Give us a bobble for a little of your time. Dollars. Yeah, for a little dollars, right? Just like the opening of this movie, dollars, dollars. Uh, you can uh, find us on whatever social medias exist by the time you hear this. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. Thank you. Two easy things you guys can do to help us out. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews everywhere and anywhere you find the show. Also, just tell a friend. Grab a friend, hold him down in the snow, and say, I'm not letting you up. Until you subscribe to the film Alchemist. And then let their ass up and they'll thank you. It'll be a Christmas early. All right, enough business. That got dark. I'm yeah, wow, sorry. Jesus. You know, as you'll learn today, uh, we like our uh, Christmas with a little bit of darkness thrown in. This movie tonight, uh, picked by our dear friend and patron, Simia Canis. Hope I'm saying that right. Chances are because it's me, I'm not. But Simia Canis, you know who you are. You know we love and appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, he gave us a cadre of Christmas films we could talk about. Yep. We locked in on Krampus. I fucking love Krampus. The thing I really love about it this year is my uh, now five-year-old obsessed with Krampus. So Four I come times, down every right? morning. Four times. Yeah, he's watching either Gremlins or Krampus, and I'm like, I'm doing a good job of this being a Paul. <laughs> uh, but, but the boy's raised right. Uh, but what I love about Krampus, I've talked about this on the show many times. I am not a horror comedy guy. I feel like most. Most films in that genre are masking a bad comedy with horror elements or a bad horror movie with comedy elements, right? right? It never feels that good. But when they are good, right, there are some excellent ones, right? Shaun of the Dead, uh, Deadstream's a new one that's very good. So there yeah. are horror comedies that work really well. Yes. 
I think the trick of them is that the whore has to be really good. And while Krampus is kind of this seasonal, bright, colorful uh, kind of inversion of holiday movie tropes, right? Mm -hmm. There's some real fucking scary whore scenes in this movie. Yeah. Um, And I think the mixing of them is just perfect, right? It's like a little dark chocolate in your uh, your hot cocoa. Um, It just works well. Michael Doherty... Becoming the true king of the uh, the holiday whore, right? With this and trick or treat, indeed. Uh, so, Alex, opening thoughts on this Christmas present uh, to the listeners. Um. So the really terrifying thing is the opening of this movie. I'm not sure I've been more scared of anything in my entire life than watching a Black Friday. But you're you're related, movie. right? You're like I've been there, I've seen that. I've never done one of those. I can say that. Like I've I worked at Toys R Us. On a Black Friday. I worked at a mall in college um, mm. for Black Friday, and that was terrifying enough. That was like watching people. Really, I quit. Yeah. I was like four hours into the day, and some lady yelled at me about Donkey Konga, and I was like, yep, that's it. I quit. I I'm did. <laughs> I was worked in a mall, and then I also worked at a Tilly's on a Black Friday. If you've never done retail on a Black Friday, like you pretty much... Go with God. Like, good for you. But the, the, that the, is why I am a specific Cyber Monday guy. Yeah. I will never, no. ever, ever again do that. But the opening of this scene, it's just like to your point, right? It's, it's pretty it's terrifying. Perfect, terrifying, and but it encapsulates ultra relatable real life moments. Kind of, yeah. I think what's <laughs> interesting is it encapsulates exactly why the Krampus, why Krampus exists. Like, I actually, the only uh, you, you knew about Krampus before this movie came out, right? Yeah, I, I had read yeah. some stuff. Um, you know, I do some horror reading, so I've been here sure. and there. Yeah, there's always been things. like those stories. Like I actually remember uh, there's a Venture Brothers Christmas episode where oh, nice. um, <laughs> Hank and Dean accidentally summon the Krampus, who mm-hmm. shows up and like beats the shit out of Doctor Venture and puts him in his little knapsack. So like that is the only association I'd seen really with Krampus, other than just knowing the general story. Um, the movie adds a lot of, and again, I don't know enough about the general lore, but the movie seems to add a lot of really good, there's a lot of decent lore in it. I there's I have specific things that I think I would take umbrage with as far as how it works, but storytelling-wise, like Krampus overall. They, yes, they have Americanized the Krampus to an enormous degree. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, again, like, there's a concept of naughty and nice that I think is really fascinating within just the general ethos of Christmas. Like I know plenty of people, including myself that absolutely deserve no presents all the time. Um, (laughs) But I think what's interesting is what triggers a Krampus visit is so to speak either way, like the movie itself. Yeah. Horror comedies are very difficult. I think that it takes a lot and I think the main thing is, and this is horror comedies. I think Shaun of the Dead's different. Shaun of the Dead is like horror comedy, but also like a pastiche on the genre itself or the subgenre um, of zombie movies. Yeah. That's Edgar Wright's the only one who really does that. It's it's a parody, but like not Edgar Wright, not in a way that's like right. taking the piss out of it. Like, right? It's Edgar a real Wright love does parody. that. Like he does it with Hot Fuzz too. Like Edgar Wright does that vibe within the notion of what he's trying to pull off. Like that's why those movies work. I think horror comedies, to your point, don't work for you a lot of the time because they can't they can't decide what they are. And I think for me, great horror comedies start out as horror movies only. 
Like, there's no way. The, the any- horror, absolutely. This is the trick, though. Yeah. The horror is a genre that is full of iconography, right. right? There are things that we need as part of a horror film, right? Yeah. Not specific locations, or but there are there are things we need. Comedies aren't like that. Comedies yeah. span anywhere. So it's easier to layer a comedy on top. So like a great example, right? We talked about uh, Wolf of Snow or Werewolves Inside last year, right? Yeah. Werewolves Within. Rock solid horror comedy. Yeah. Because there's actually like solid horror filmmaking going yeah. on. And I think that's the thing that that balance is usually what is fucking flawed, right? So this one, we get this wonderful opening, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the fucking absolute savages fucking punching each other, fighting over. Uh, you know, merchandise, right? The security guards are tasing them. Right. That wonderful push in, right? As we go into the nativity scene, right? This respite from the fucking uh, Black Friday. Right. And it's just the son in the nativity scene just beating the shit out of this other kid. And it's this perfect. It takes the piss out of what Christmas is really about in this such perfect, absolute scalpel way, right? Everyone I know at this point, we fucking hate Christmas. Right, because Christmas is we got to buy all this fucking shit for all these people we don't really want to. It's fun with uh, this. I'll say this though, having children has brought back some of the magic. Children makes Christmas a little more magical. I think for me, yeah. I'll say this. But then you're out buying your kids all these fucking toys. You know, are just gonna get thrown in the bucket right. at the end of the week, and you feel like an asshole. Right. I'll say this: like having my parents live far away makes Christmas a little more special. Like there's mm-hmm. little touchstones that require christmas to be important in my life but right. overall yeah like it's a holiday that if you said i could skip it i'd probably try to skip it it's funny because i think as you get older right christmas becomes one of the holidays that's harder to stomach right like we have the holidays that just don't matter right, right? like saint patty's day fourth of july that's just like a chance to go get drunk new year's eve christmas was the king of holidays yeah. and now it is nothing but headaches it feels like i think christmas for a lot of people is just super triggering and not in a way that's like, Oh, well I'm alone this year or whatever. Like that's, that's always that new year's bit. I think what's triggering about Christmas is disappointment. And that I think is why mm-hmm. Krampus is a really good horror movie is because what's always triggered me since I've become an adult about Christmas is not knowing, not knowing what I'm capable of, like not knowing if I'm capable of, pleasing my family like these kinds of things that always come up that are always drudged up by not just present giving because i think that's i know that is like such a that's such a 20th present giving has become so fucking obscene well it's such a 20th century invention like that's not what christmas really is about regardless like it's not that's exclusively what it is now though right and the movie really nails that this is yeah like i mean (laughs) i think what's interesting too is like christmas is such a I, i don't know when the krampus was created i don't the version of Santa Claus we have was created like in the twenties or something like that. But yeah, marketing people made. But see, I always heard he was like Santa's henchman, and he would go grab yeah. the really bad kids was, and eat them. It was my understanding he basically yeah like he was the he was the guy who came in afterwards. Like okay. Santa would put the presents so, down, and then the other guy would come in and like yeah. I always He'd thought like, he stole. Oh, look the at kid. your brother getting these presents, and Krebs like get over here, a little snack. I thought he okay. So here's the here's the cool side bit, right? No, I'm pretty sure he fucking boiled them and ate them. Mm. Uh, he made like a little fucking child stew. Okay. But here's a cool thing. If you're really into Krampus, which I'm really into Krampus, uh, there's a really cool book by this author whose name is Brom, 
One word, just B R O M. Sure, he has tons of leather and a ponytail, like for certain. Sure. Um, probably walks around pretending he's a Clyde Barker character all the time. His name is Brom. He wrote a novel called Krampus, and it's all about how Krampus and Santa are actually. It was Balder and someone else from Norse mythology. Okay. Who took on these new forms to adapt to the new world. And so they're essentially these old fucking uh, Norse fucking deities. That's a really fun book. Neither here nor there. We're talking about the fucking Krampus. Movie. I like that. Though. That's, it's that's... a real. It's a really interesting read. It's a fun fucking movie of Krampus versus Santa in like a full battle. Right. San- Krampus is not necessarily the bad guy either. So it's a really fun relensing. Brom, B-R-O-M. Uh, but Krampus, what I love about it, right? To your point, not only the fucking capitalistic element, uh, the destruction of the family, right? They do so many wonderful elements, right? Like the little kid just wants to do, he's aging out of it, right? Like yeah. my own son is aging out of it, right? And we're having the conversation. Oof. And I, my, my thing, what I always say to him, I don't lie to him. Because if he, if he point blank asked me a Santa a lie, I'll be like, yes, I don't want to lie to my kid. Right. But also, I this is what I tell him, right? I'm like, wouldn't you rather live in a world where there's Santa? Yeah. And give him permission to buy into the I remember the fun. that being a conversation. That was the conversation I had with my parents. Because I was getting old enough where I'm like, and look. I- He's getting made fun of at school. Oh, see, like, like the kids who believe in Santa are getting like made fun of. And that's fucked up. Like to <laughs> me, that's like, that is like this. That's just. I like, don't want my kid to be the one who's like, oh, that fucking rube still believes well, in Santa. Well, that's that obvious betrayal of innocence. And like this movie covers that so right. well by it being. And th- this is like, this was actually the big. This was something I didn't understand and maybe i'm just i don't even think it's a horror trope but this is what i is trig the the trigger of the krampus arriving now absolutely everyone in this family besides the little kid who wrote the dear santa letter deserves it like the krampus should be arriving regardless maybe not howie howie feels howie jr feels like an empty like curry and the baby sorry he's just there the baby also the baby also also does not deserve it um you could say it's sweet relief because they were going to have those parents. Uh, that sucks. That's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, I guess maybe. I, as much as I love David Koechner, come on. I mean. Come on. That's going to be a rough upbringing. I mean, also, yeah. I mean, this movie is also impeccably cast. Like, there's no, like, Tony Collette is in the Hall of Fame now as, like, one of the great Scream Queens, correct? The great. And that's the thing, though. This movie lets her be funny. Yeah. Like, right. This whole... She's so fucking. But this is the... so there. there's this wonderful. Right. This movie hits on so many things. Right. There's the teenage daughter who's getting her ass looked at by the mall Santa. Yeah, right. Yeah. The sexualization of the older daughter. The younger boy is going out of it. The parents are drifting apart and fighting all the time. Uh, and you kind of have Omi is like this old world, like the life we could have had. And Max is like this little fucking sad ass George Bailey who just, you know, <laughs> it's over for you. Right. You know what I mean? You got to move on. And then you throw in the, like, MAGA relatives. Yeah. And they, they have that great line when he fucking it blows up, right? And Max in his room. He's like, why the fuck do we have to do this? And his dad's like, family or people you're forced to hang out with or whatever the line is. I was like, that's a fucking great Oh, dude. I mean, that's. Summation. And it. Because this is the it way. Is. It, but this movie's actually kind of gotten better a couple years later because I feel like. Cause you, you remember when fucking. Uh, Fat asshole was our fat orange asshole was our president. Yeah, yeah. There were seriously friends I had who were like skipping Thanksgivings because yeah. they're like, my relatives like Trump and I can't talk. See, about and and I was like, come on. I was like, my dad has fucking had bad politics my whole life. I'm still yeah. going to go eat dinner with him. But. I think that that's always been something like, <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I, this movie, this, this movie came out in 2015, like, and it hits all the, it's like, it's now 2020, almost 23. And what's sad is it still hits very true because like, yeah, <laughs> it's not we even, need a little gun talk in this family. It's like, Ooh. it's not even that, like, it's not even <laughs> that it's that it's, and I'm not expecting anyone to watch Krampus and be like, well, I learned a valuable lesson here. It's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. But like, it is, it is about like, Hey, like, this is like the reason to be together is to be together. It's not to get shit. It's not to rag on your cousins for believing what they believe. Like all these other things. And I agree. Like it's very difficult to be around those family members. Like my, when we, when we were kids, my grandmother in uh, Elkhart, when we lived in Elkhart, my grandma, like they watched the Fox news logo got burned into the corner of the screen just because like they watched Fox news all the time. And like, I never watched Fox news cause I wasn't paying attention to it unless Bill O'Reilly was on. And then I was like, well, this guy's a fucking idiot because I was like, you know, when you're 16 and 17 and you don't know enough, you're like, well, I know what my friends tell me at school and I hear that Bill O'Reilly's a real shit bag. So, and granted, I don't think Bill O'Reilly's great anyways, but he's a scumbag regardless, neither here nor there. Um, but it is this thing where you're like, yeah, your family is your family, like better for better or worse. And I've been around family members that I think are fucking absolute assholes. But well, it's, it's when they leave, point, I still right? am glad I saw them, which is weird to say. Right? Uh, yeah, we all have family members. You're like, if I never saw them again, it's fine. Right. Like the, the thing, though, is that the movie's asking this really weird kind of moral question, right? Which is. Are we supposed to just fucking lie and pretend we like each other? Is that what the lesson of this movie is? Because the, the, the start of the journey is Max rips up his letter, right? right. It was, and it's like the sweetest fucking two it's cents a weird letter, right? Thing too that he that's writes. The I want dad to be okay. I want Aunt Linda and Uncle Howard to not have such a hard time. I want them to let my cousins be whatever gender they want to be. Right. Um, you know, I want mom and but dad to fall in love again, right? I it's didn't... it's fucking sweet. I miss my sister. Right. And so he's literally ripping up like the last innocence, the only innocence we ever see in this movie. Um, and throws it out the window, right? Because it's been fucking badgered by his shithole family. Right. So the movie's asking two questions. I mean, on the one hand, essentially, Krampus is John Wick who takes out shitty family members <laughs> and gives you your freedom via a bell. Or it's saying, as family members, we should fucking put on these airs and just lie to each other, right? Uh, I, I don't I really mean, know where they land on. Well, like when Aunt that. Dorothy says, "Give that kid a fucking medal." He's the only one who spoke true. And Krampus is like, "Yeah, and your medal is going to be a fucking sword in the yeah. gut." Well, okay, so there's <laughs> that though. Like, what you're talking about is real. Like, it, it, but to me, what the movie's trying to say a lot of the time when it comes to that is not it's not about faking it or telling the truth it's just about it's about valuing i don't know how to put this okay so super fucking corny but like right it's just but, like about uh, let me let me set you up again right so this is our modern day example right take krampus as you will i don't think any of us feel sorry for these fucks by the end of the movie other than the baby how um, about the fucking freezing starving to death turn of the century europeans yeah they have to fist fight each other on christmas for bread do you think that's what they wanted to fucking do on their friday night no no they're like my i don't want to have a starving child under my christmas tree i'm a fight for this bread and cramps is like that's it 
That's so, it. You didn't appreciate your starvation. So now so this I'm is, cleaning house. So this is like the other, this is like the umbrage I take with the changing of the Krampus is the Krampus becomes instead like this police force spirit for Halloween, for, um, for Christmas yes. spirit, for Christmas yes. joy. Yes, he's Sam for Christmas. Yes. Which is weird. Like, because like, well, that's it's not... also weird that he is a child murderer yeah. because they don't fall into their fucking. So in the original, it is weirder when he's killing adults who are stealing bread for right. their family. So the original like Germanic <laughs> version of Krampus is that basically if you were naughty, Krampus comes by and like whips you with reeds rather than gives you presents. Yeah. He's a Freddy Krueger type. Yeah. Yeah. Without that's the like, diddles. that's the point. Not a murderer. This takes it to another level which is great because michael doherty understands that we're making a horror movie and it's a christmas themed horror movie and why not like that's what you're supposed to do however what i don't understand and this is something that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie or something that i don't think is workable but to be the police for christmas joy and the christmas spirit is a really weird it's a very strange thing to me because it's not then about being bad. It's a like it's not about being like naughty or nice. It ends up being about like truly that's like the family thing. And it gets to what we're yeah. talking about, which is you have to buy it. You this need fucking to buy into facade. the fact that you need to be around your family. Yeah. Hook, line and a- American Christmas is a totally fabricated direct insult to the idea of this thing. Starting. It was created in the 20s because we. Okay. Either- I'll give you one more dad thing. What? So my kid, we were watching this and I was like, yeah, this is about, you know, be, be, you know, not greedy, be happy with your family, this and that, appreciate right. things. And he goes, well, Krampus is wrong. I was like, what? And he goes, and I feel like such a shit bag, but he goes, dad, Krampus is wrong too. I go, yeah, it's <laughs> my little five-year-old. He goes, grandma said oh, boy. that Christmas is Jesus's birthday. And I said, Jesus is less real than the Krampus. Just like I snapped at his ass without like realizing what I did. And he looked at me and thank God he's five because he looked at me and it was like one of those things that like hit his ear and it just didn't register in a way and it fell out and he just goes, yeah, so we're supposed to celebrate. And I was like, "Mm, yep. I was like, don't fucking debate religion with your five-year-old. Yeah, that's a bad idea. But losing there is something, too, though, right? Because even in the design of this Krampus, right, they mm -hmm. take away the fucking uh, Seder look, right? Yeah, he's supposed to be like a goat thing. Yeah, he looks like fucking Leatherface Santa. Yeah, yeah. Like, he looks like he's wearing Santa's fucking carved-off face. So there is something about even this Krampus is an Americanized, different version. Yeah, I mean, I like that it's... That version is very, that version, like, this is a version of Krampus that is, like, if ever America was going to f- generate its own Krampus, that's definitely is it. I don't want to lie, though. Our Krampus would kick the shit out of European Krampus. I mean, I can't, I can't, I don't know, man. I mean, let's fucking spit facts. I don't care if they're Norse gods. Our Krampus looks 50 times cooler than it's the not, little goat. You know, it's not even that. It's that it's probably been through some pretty heavy shit. Like, our Krampus has only been through, like, Dude, you know, our Krampus has fats a running squad. through, running through. You Let's know, talk about this Black fucking Fridays. angel baby doll with the fucking pitchfork on the face. Check. Love that. Our Santa's rolling with robot murderers. What does that have to do with Christmas? He's got a jack in the box that fucking does trimmers and just eats people. Yep. He's got a little gingerbread squad. His little elves look fucking metal as shit. Yeah, the elves. Look I think pretty... our Krampus. I think our Krampus grabs those See, leaves and the crams them up European Krampus's ass. Here's my question though. 
Yeah. Is that because our Krampus, he needs like a, a cadre of folks to roll with? Cause he's no, that- our Krampus is so fucking badass. It's like when the Undertaker used to be in the Ministry of Darkness. Right. So you're and he saying had like his little like- underlings. He's like, you'll see me at WrestleMania. Right. You go ahead and take out fucking Howie. I don't want to get a herniated This is disc. that Sting versus the, the police debate. You're like, obviously the police are better because Sting's a huge pussy and plays like world music and lutes. So, you know. Uh, Sting can fuck for three days in a row without yet a Gatorade. But with but not a Gatorade, <laughs> but, Sting can fucking bang you for three days. I, this is, but this is. Sting what, is our Krampus. I really think that it's interesting. I do like the Americanization of this Krampus. Because, like, again. Our Krampus would this beat is the spe- shit out of European This Krampus. is so specific to American Christmas. Like, we we invented this in the 20s because, uh, like, uh, like st- not just stock market people, but a lot of sales reps in department stores noticed that. If I'm that- not mistaken, it was, like, jewelry stores were really big on this creation, too. Jewelry store, Like, jewelry stores and a lot, like, most department stores were seeing yeah. huge crashes at, crisp, at like, at wintertime. And they're like, why is this happening? Because like, there's no, like, winter yeah. solstice. Because Grandma the, Millie's over there fucking sewing right. our beanies. Like, <laughs> winter solstice is technically the actual um, holiday that this is supposed mm-hmm. to be off of. But essentially, they co-opted it. They turned it into a holiday and then put that version of... That version of Santa Claus we have is from the Coca-Cola bottles. And we gave him morbid obesity. We did. So that's and we said it was right. totally okay to just shove sugar in your mouth, and that guy yeah. never gains an ounce other than just being a fat for his entire life. Guess what your stocking stuffer is, boy? Insulin. <laughs> 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 yeah, I got I got, got by Santa, I understand. No, no, but it, this is like, this is what I like about this movie, though, is it leans so heavy into... and. This is the thing that I like the Omi character is interesting because she talks a lot about she's obviously from Eastern Europe. She talks a lot about what Krampus actually is. I'm like, huh? It seems also like the, Krampus- the last person of an entire dead village. Yeah. I'm like, it seems like the Krampus, like she should a know that this was already going down. Like she should have like seen like guys do not fuck around with this. She like, yeah, didn't maybe warn she anyone have jumped in like two Christmases earlier. Yeah. Maybe the first Christmas where Uncle Howard's, you know, getting a dick suck under the mistletoe. Be like, hey, 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 hey. Not great. Not great. Can we roll it back a little bit? Uh, Howie, can you fucking chew with your mouth open so you can breathe and really understand me here? Yeah. Focus. Focus. Yeah, I think Omi's a little full of shit. I think Omi's a little bit. If I'm honest, she, but see, this is the thing. Omi's also a fucking fabrication. Because all of us wish we had cool Eastern European Grammys that fucking made cookies for us and made hot cocoa the real way. Right, right. That's another fucking lie that none of us get. That's what this movie does. It's rubbing all our Christmas. But we need to get to some, because the, the point I brought up at the top, I wanted to talk about a couple examples of this, right? Sure. I think this movie thrives because it has really good fucking horror moments, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the best example of this is ha- about halfway through the film, right? Now we're like fully into like, Evil shit's trying to right. kill you. It's people. going down. Are you talking about the, the right. attic? So this is the attic. Yeah. But what makes it so brilliant, and I think it's such a good microcosm for people that want to understand what makes a horror comedy work, is this exact moment, right? Mm-hmm. If both scenes were David Koechner fighting those three cartoon gingerbread men, right? no one rewatches this movie. Agreed. Right? Agreed. The fact that David Koechner is having a funny fight with the gingerbread men, right? I should have gone to my brothers. He's getting shot with nail guns. He's shooting them, blowing shit up. Yeah. The dog eats the last one, right? That's a funny scene. Mm-hmm. That works. 
and then the reason that we can just enjoy that is because in the attic is an absolute fucking hallway of horrors and terror when they're up there right and they're trying to fight the presence got out what's that when they turn that fucking corner and they see that fucking thing sliding the fucking child into its throat yeah and it turns and looks and the fucking predator mouth opens on the jack in the box that is a fucking horrendous image. Yes. That is an absolutely terrifying image that just fucking rocks. Then we get the angel, right? The angel, angel with the fucking horns. Super cool. Hardcore. Robot, Robot not so much. Whatever. Robot's just That's in for there. us Americans. Bro. Robot's in there to distract Adam Scott, who also does like does that straight man thing that happens yeah. in horror comedies where he's like, oh, come on, like four oh. times. But that's what I mean, because that image is so fucking Doesn't bother me because of this. You can yes. say that. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I forgot also about the fucking horrifying looking teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, so this movie's really fucking cranking on all cylinders. That, yeah, the attic stuff is so integral to making the movie work. Because right. once that stuff happens and like it's kitschy enough and horror enough where like those two things don't like... Because, like, you're right, because the Keckner stuff's going on downstairs, all of the stuff that's happening up upstairs, whether it's, like, whether you think it's goofy or not, is so much more horrific and so much less manageable. Yeah. So when you start getting into the more, like, really macabre stuff, like when the elves show up, then it's, like, an actual horror. The elves are fucking horrifying. That's the like elves a whole, steal Aunt Dorothy. They steal the baby. The elves are, like, tiny Slipknot fans who, like, burst in through the door. So fucking Slipknot. Fucking straight-up Slipknots. Oh, my god. Actually, I feel like they're more Mudvayne fans that are mad Slipknot. I don't know. There's a lot of masks. A few too many masks, and they're not to be Slipknot fans. Mudvayne but seems they, They're little... like, did you guys hear Dig? It's way better than anything fucking Slipknot did. <laughs> Understand us! And they start fucking hooking and chaining. Um... But no, I mean, this happens a lot, right? So, like, when the, the daughter goes out to see her boyfriend, right? Really weird thing to do in a blizzard. Um, I would tell my daughter, you don't need to get fucking plowed on Christmas break, all right? You're going to stay here. What are you, fucking Rambo? You're going to go break into his icy home and save his... He can walk his ass over here so I can watch you whatever, right? Right. Um, Weird, bad parenting choice, right? They let her go out in this fucking horrifying blizzard. She disappears. The scene when they're looking for her, that's really fucking scary. Yeah. The scene when she sees Krampus, right? It's jumping from roof to roof, and she's hiding under the fucking truck, and we don't see what gets her. It just shakes. That's a real horror movie scene, right? Yeah. So that allows us to fucking laugh at Howie Jr. getting caught by gingerbread cookies. Yeah. Even though the thought of losing a child still fucking scary. Right? When the little worms under the snow biting Howard. Yeah. Ah, that's a little funner. Right? But they, they have still such scary. a fucking... It is still scary. But that's what I mean. They find such a sweet spot of when to do their jokes. Because clearly when you get David Koechner, Aunt Dorothy... You know, I know she was really popular on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and that's... I mean, Conchata Farrell, Farrell's just... She's... Yeah, they're all fucking... Like, yeah. you're hiring, like, really funny actors. Mm-hmm. I don't think Adam Scott does a lot of great comedy bits. He's playing it pretty fucking straight. No, I mean... Kepner yeah. is playing it more straight, but he's got a couple lines. I'll say this. And it works. For, like, Adam Scott does a really specific thing when he's not doing, like... When he's not doing the bigger stuff. Like, you know, like, we've seen him in, like, Step Brothers and that kind of shit. Yeah. This kind of, like, his straight man thing, that's what he does. Like, he is unequivocally one of the best at that, and he's really good at it here. Yeah, it's 
it's really it's really awe inspiring. Like, and again, like he sells it. And it, there's, I think this is like a really important thing about how this movie functions too. Is like at no point does it feel at no there's always danger. Like I think that mm-hmm. that's a really key element to any kind of movie that does this. That's like trying to lean into. Again, I got to be honest. Like. I didn't find a lot of this movie funny. Like I know it's supposed to be this horror comedy thing, but I didn't find a lot of the movie like hilarious. Like, yeah, they have their specific jokes, right? Like, wow, this is heavy. I know it's Linda's right. Like, right. Him calling the truck Lucinda, right? Like you point this thing West and we'll be on Norman. But there's (laughs) this really, all right. (laughs) But that undercurrent of horror is so strong that like Mm -hmm. even any comedic elements, like toys come into life. Not as like, like it's still, that that flavor of horror is so strong that it's it's pretty it's it's still horror it still makes me scared right let me talk about another of my kinks that this movie satisfies <laughs> i fucking love that animated short yes. film in the middle oh of my the movie. god yes dude it's fucking wonderfully animated yeah it's so fucking hardcore again i think krampus should not be fucking murdering starving people no not uh, in the dead of winter i think krampus comes out taking the l on that again this is the gripe i have about the like loss of christmas spirit and i'm like who would have christmas spirit in the middle of starving to death in an Eastern- as soon as my son dies from not eating my christmas spirit's gone christmas and i'm fighting for food. i'm also not gonna be like if the krampus comes out he's like i'll be like fucking krampus take me. is like give a shit did you not put your lights up you selfish bitch you selfish he's bitch. like I haven't had any carbs in three weeks. I can't hang lights. Scrape's like, nope. You are going to hell. Like, take me. I don't yeah. give a shit. Did you get the mushroom mugs or the marshmallow mug? <laughs> mushroom mugs. Now we're talking. All right. Uh, if you're going to starve, you might as well uh, fucking die happy. Uh, but yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I think that's a weird line in the sand to draw. I also think it's exceptionally weird that Omi's like, we forgot the meaning of Christmas. It's about sacrifice. And I'm like, what? I think there's a lot of sacrifice going on in this village. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they've been eating each other. That's right. When the bread runs out, little Timmy's on the table. You start there. Wait, would you eat the kid first? The like sick kid first? Or would you eat the fattest guy in the village first? Fattest guy. I guess in the you'd village. eat the fattest guy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know why <laughs> you can use other Big Rick part- is on the table. Yeah. You can use other parts for other things. Like you can use like fat for like lamp light, like yeah. lamp, you know, lamp oil, that kind of thing. For sure. No. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love the real that they added thing this going, short you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a little dumb. Yeah. Relax, relax. Relax. I just want to show you my I just want to show, show you my Christmas tree. It's my favorite part of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I just want to show you my Christmas tree. Just show you my Christmas tree. Put your dick tree. in my stocking. Yeah. Save your butthole with a bow on it. You think Krampus nice, will be here? Weird. <laughs> Krampus got caught. He's gonna give me some hooks for your your nipples. Cause I've been a good boy. <laughs> I don't even know good. what I said. But yeah, I I thought it was just it's it's just a really fun ride, right? That's the sequel, right? The Dom end, actually, versus... <laughs> That's the sequel, Krampus versus like serial yeah. killers. Krampus enters Dahmer, yeah. Oh, I like it. Oh no. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, so we get we get to our our battle ending, right? The movie's kind of losing steam. I did think though they wait to show full on Krampus till pretty late in the movie, right? It's pretty much two thirds in. We see Omi. Omi stays she's behind. Face down Krampus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and dude, when Krampus comes down and he's in her face, awesome. That is some 
fucking excellent creature work. That you know, Krampus looks fucking fucking amazing. rad. It's awesome. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get like the fucking metal elves are back, which is good. They all start kind of getting picked off one by one. Yeah. Right? Max is there, right? He's getting picked up. Max is the last man standing. He gets yeah, a like bell. and Max like go me. Max like faces him down, and it's just I don't know, man. Like again, I, I that understand. last scene though. Okay, so the, that little I scene, understand I movies like have to end. Like whatever. But. That ritual scene I thought was fucking hardcore, though. He's setting up like a full on like altar, yeah, with which to do God knows what to these relatives. There's right? some serious event horizon shit going on here, yeah. And I like the line, right? Because he throws the bell back, it sizzles down, right? He's no longer safe. Um, and he goes up and he just he says, "Please." And I love when Krampus fucking catches his tear, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I just wanted Christmas to be like it used to be." And Krampus is like, it is, bitch, and fucking chucks him into this fucking gateway to hell that's been opened, right? Uh, it's exactly like Starving Christmas. Fuck you. Um, I do think the ending kind of sucks, right? Like, the last scene sucks. the Because the, it brings... The globe thing? S- the snow globe. It's a cool image. My son loves it. Because every time we watch it now, like when I was doing notes, he's seen it like four or five times. Now he goes, right, right. it's a snow globe. It's a snow globe. He starts like ten minutes before it's over. I'm like, I fucking know it's a snow globe. Uh, but he's really excited about it. Yeah, he wakes up. It's like a fucking white Christmas, right? It's got that little, like, fucking uh, late night kind of cummy lens. Right. And they're all happy, right? And then he pulls out his bell. They're all scared. It pulls back, and it's one of Krampus's, like, massive collection of snow globes, right? Right. All right, fine. Alternate reality, whatever. It does beg this huge fucking question. How many blocks does this cover, <laughs> right? Like, what happens when just, like, a neighborhood or half a neighborhood disappears? I- so here's this is what I this is what I interpreted it. I thought it was more like a looking glass thing where he's like mm-hmm. monitor like you know how like Santa monitors us all. I think it's like souls. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. like they're corporeal. I don't bodies. think. Yeah, I don't think they're literally stuck in the. I don't think they're stuck in the snow globe. I think. It's I think a, when he threw him to hell, it, it was insinuating souls. Yeah. Yeah. I well, I don't even think if I said that wrong. My bad. I don't think he's trapped anybody anywhere. I literally think he's like, oh, I'm going to check in on this family who were total dicks. Oh, last he's year. just doing like a Gallifreyan painting. of family Yeah. Yeah. Murdered. He's checking his list. Nice. He's, you know, he's checking his you know, He's making his list, checking it twice thing. That's what I think it is. I never think really Krampus's list is just families he's murdered and now jerks off to. Oh, he's there's definitely a masturbatorium in that little bobble. Uh, masturbatorium. You know, that is the thing. masturbatorium, dude. Yeah. We saw it. We were inside a masturbatorium in a PG-13 movie. He's like, grab my Windex. It happened again. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a naughty that's boy. Actually, that's actually the snow that's coming down. <laughs> yeah. Get the reeds. I got to whip my own ass. <laughs> Send that bitch European Krampus in here to whip my ass. <laughs> Daddy likes. <laughs> uh, yep, but no, is. um. Overall, though, I just think it's a real. I I am a sucker for Christmas horror movies. The really? imagery and the iconography of Christmas are such wonderful flavor. I think for, for me, horror movies. I think for me, Christmas themed horror movies are really hacky a lot of the time. And I mean, the, a lot of them are right, but the vibe just doesn't catch me. Krampus gets it though. Like again, like Krampus I think, really. Krampus I think is what on I the like high end of the list. Krampus really leans into. Krampus, Krampus leans into not just like the horror elements, but I think mm. because it eschews a lot of the, like Christmas stuff. Really, mm. like it keeps Christmas iconography, but it doesn't like. 
it's background. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like that a lot. And I think that that's a really important thing about why Krampus is more effective than like, I don't know, black Christmas, a couple of the movies that I'm like, I think are good, but I'm just like, it's not going to be on my list. Yeah. I, there's just something about it right there. This saccharine sweet bullshit that we deal with all year. Right. The stupid fucking songs, you know, Oh, it's the best time. Everything's perfect. Meanwhile, we're all fucking stressed out. Yeah. We're buying gifts. We're scared about having to see certain relatives. Um, you know, all the fucking shit that goes along. I honestly am pretty lucky. I enjoy my Christmases with the family and the kids, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've tried to reel in all that kind of shit that drives us nuts about Christmas and just enjoy it. So I, I am not the Christmas hater I was before my kids were born. I used to think Christmas right. was so annoying. I don't. I, I, think- I do enjoy the Christmas spirit, but this movie really captures the real world why we're annoyed by christmas i think it's really well i think it does a good job of capturing the cost of like what it is that we do to each other all the time yeah when it comes to this holiday and i don't know i think ultimately like i do just like i I, look now i like seeing my family a lot but that's because i never see them they live on the other side of the country so when they're here it's really important but absence makes dandino's heart grow fonder it does like i mean (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where like it's hard to it's hard to describe just because like they've moved. My parents moved in and out of California for like ten years, so mm-hmm. when they're here, it's great. When they're gone, it's sad. But then like when they're here, like, you know, again, like I think what's nice is Krampus leans into the value of spending time with your family, and mm-hmm. it's not about like do you like your family, do you not like your family. Like the decision has been made that you're going to spend time with your family because this is that kind of holiday. So it's more about do you value the people that you spend time, that you spend that time with? And if you don't, it's impossible to value them. Right. But like, (laughs) I think to me, like what Krampus is doing is saying, if you don't, can you reassess? You're going to die. Yeah. You're going to fucking die. If you have a problem in winter time, still put your fucking Christmas stuff up and put a smile on you little bitch. You're going to die. Yep. Um, It is. That's what I mean. Krampus is hilarious as really good horror scenes. The creature work is great. The brain, not so there. The kind of lore and mythology of it makes zero sense. The implications of it make zero sense. But if you pull it back and you just look at it as like one of those little nativity dioramas, it's so fun. That little fucking frame is packed with amazing things to love. Um, So that's it for the Krampus. Uh, Happy holidays, guys. Whatever you celebrate, we wish you the best uh, for the end of the year. We have one more uh, offering on our Patreon this month. We have our Steel Dawn feature-length commentary, hopefully featuring our dear friend Slam. Uh, We also have, to end the year, our last movie of this, the biggest year of our podcast yet, Slumdog Millionaire. I am fucking ecstatic to talk about that movie we hope you guys have enjoyed uh, your time here today. Make sure you go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash uh, pod to find more of this wonderful podcast and to support the show uh, in this time of year. Be generous. Be giving to the pod. We appreciate it very much. The email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com, the YouTube filmalchemist. Uh, we're on all the socials and such. So hit us up, guys. We hope you all have a happy and safe holidays uh for me josh griffey and our friend over there alex dandino bye happy holidays